the Read to Lead podcast, episode 49. Hi, I'm Carmine Gallo, author of Talk Like Ted, the nine public speaking secrets of the world's top minds. In fact, here's one of the world's um, minds now. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. The more that you can micro-niche, the more that you can identify a core group and speak directly to them, the more powerful and the more successful you're going to be. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now here's Jeff. Welcome back to the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. This week, just like every week, we're going to sit down with a successful and inspiring author. We'll chat about his latest book and his unique insights on the area of marketing. Now, among the topics we discuss here on the Read to Lead podcast, including leadership, business, personal development, career, marketing, and entrepreneurship, marketing is probably the one we've hit on the least. Uh, but I'm excited about our conversation today. Mark's book has helped me a great deal and I think it will help you too. Who is Mark? Well, it's Mark Satterfield. He's the author of The One-Week Marketing Plan, The Set It and Forget It Approach for Quickly Growing Your Business. And in today's episode, Mark's going to help us understand how to choose your niche market, the power of drip marketing messages, why they're important and how to use them, why relationships trump everything else, and a lot more. If you've ever considered launching a podcast, I want to let you know that the next edition of my Podcaster Academy course is launching in July. It'll be July 10th, in fact, and I'd love to have you as part of that course. If launching a podcast is something you've been thinking about, or maybe you've recently launched one and you want to polish it, you want to make it better, I'm here to help and would love to have you for the July class. Just wrapped up the June edition this week. With about 16 students, we'd love to have you for July. To find out more, just go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy. There's a special deal going on for the July course. Use the discount code LISA for $100 off either the graduate or undergraduate level of the course. That's LISA, L-I-S-A for $100 off. That's courtesy our friend Lisa B. Marshall over at the Public Speaker Podcast, who's pitching in and helping out with the July edition of the course. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy. Use Lisa at checkout for $100 off. Mark Satterfield is the founder and CEO of Gentle Rain Marketing, Inc. For the past 20 years, he's advised entrepreneurs, consultants, advisors, and business owners on how to attract consistent streams of brand new prospects and turn large percentages of them into paying clients. Prior to founding Gentle Rain Marketing, Mark held executive positions with PepsiCo and Kraft Foods, in addition to having served as the Director of Career Services for the Graduate School of Business at Emory University. Mark is the author of eight previous books, including the best-selling Unique Sales Stories, How to Get More Referrals, Differentiate Yourself from the Competition, and Close More Sales Through the Power of Stories. 
And he is also the author of The One Week Marketing Plan, The Set It and Forget It Approach to Quickly Growing Your Business. And he is our guest today. Of course, Mark, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. Great to be here. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, before we jump in, I think it's important to understand when we talk about uh, online marketing efforts. In your book, you're not just limiting uh, it to those with online businesses. These these concepts and, and tips we're going to talk about today apply to to any business, don't they? That that's a great point. And yes, ab- absolutely, they do. Whether one has a brick and mortar business, a consulting business, an advisory business. Uh, it's really hard to think of an entrepreneur that would not benefit and substantially grow their business by implementing this type of uh, marketing system. I thought it would be good uh, to give you a chance to share some of your personal experiences with your own one-week marketing plan and, and ask in what ways has it helped you grow your own business over the last five, 10 years? Well, this is literally the plan that I implemented for myself and my business uh, back now about 15 years ago. I was somebody who had worked in corporate America at Pepsi and at Kraft Foods and decided to hang out my own shingle and had my network of contacts, which uh, in the initial going provided me with some business. And I thought that word of mouth and referral was going to be enough to sustain me throughout my entrepreneurial career because, quite frankly, that's what I'd heard everybody else say. And the reality was that although there was enough business to get me started, if you over-rely on word of mouth and referrals, you go through these horrific feast or famine business cycles. Mm -hmm. And and I know many of the listeners out there can, can relate to it. And What is absolutely crushing, aside from the psychological factor, is that most of us small business owners, we just don't have the bankroll to ride out the famines, especially if if the famines start uh, start to get long. So it was really out of necessity that I started to investigate a way that I could generate consistent streams of brand new clients because pretty much everything that I was doing, whether it be you know, networking or trying to call people on the phone, which was a horrific experience in and of itself, uh, which I would not recommend to anybody uh, unless someone has a love for telephone cold calling. But the, the problem wound up being is that I, I would do these labor-intensive types of lead generation. And then, of course, I'd get some clients and then I would have to go service the clients. So I wasn't doing any labor intensive lead generation. And so the clients, of course, always, you know, eventually go away. Mm. And again, you'd be back in that feast and famine. So I stumbled onto an old tape cassette. I think my cousin gave me, which was produced by a guy named Dan Kennedy, who is really just a really smart guy, a a direct response marketer. And I I really liked what he said about using free information as a way to get prospects to raise their hand. Now, Dan's examples were all kind of plumbers and electricians, and my clients were more professional. Most of my clients are B2B professionals, fairly, you know, you know, small, mid-sized businesses, and I thought, well, that isn't the kind of client that I'm going after. So I resisted it, but 
it got to the point where after about five, six years of being on my own, I was literally down to my last $1,500. And I was a little bit like Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind, you know, when she says, I vow I will never be hungry again. I said, you know, if you, if I just get one more client, I vow I will put in place a marketing system. And, uh, you know, long story short, I, I implemented this, this type of marketing where it really focuses on building relationships first and then trying to sell something to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tweaked it and modified, tried a lot of stuff. Some of it worked, some of it didn't work. But over the last 15 years have evolved it to the point where it really is a system. It's not hard. It's not expensive. doesn't take a lot of time. And the reason I, I, I wrote the book was that I really wanted to share this information because most entrepreneurs, small businesses that go out of business, they, they go out of business not because of shoddy products or inferior service, they, they, they go out of business because they don't have enough clients. And I think anyone can implement this type of system in five days for under $300 and have a marketing plan up and running doing what it's supposed to do. So that's really the, the, the short answer about how this all how evolved. We get into the first chapter. We talk about you know laser-like focus and, and niche marketing. I teach an online course for podcasters called Podcaster Academy, and oftentimes it's difficult to get my students to understand the importance of this laser-like focus. They're often uh, too broad in their scope, and the thinking is, well, I want to reach as many people as, as I possibly can. What are some of the advantages, Mark, in your eyes, of a narrowly defined niche? I, I, I can relate to those people. I mean, I, I resisted niche marketing for years mm-hmm. I, for exactly that reason, because my thinking was, you know, if I, if I, you know, niche market, there would be all these people that I could help who wouldn't come to me. But you know, the, the problem winds up being is that it is such a noisy world out there. There are so many messages that we get bombarded by it. And if we don't have, a very clear message that says, hey, I'm for you. Uh, If the prospect can't see a reflection of him or herself in your marketing materials, you get ignored. And that's what absolutely kills you. It's not that people look at your message and say, boy, this this dude is weird. (laughs) They they never hear the message. They, they, They never pay attention to it. So the more that you can micro-niche, the more that you can identify a core group and speak directly to them, the more powerful and the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, what are some examples, Mark, of businesses or entrepreneurs that, that maybe started out a little more broadly in their thinking but then saw their business begin to grow once they started to narrow their focus? Well, we had a financial advisor. As, as a client. And the financial advisor, he, he thought that he was niching because he was going after the baby boomers, that, you know, the people who are, you know, 50 to 65 who are, you know, starting to think about retirement, have developed some assets, and he, you know, felt very proud of the fact that he thought he had niched. But the reality was that every single financial advisor out there is 
going after that same group. So it really wasn't a niche. But what happened was, and, and this, was, this was a success story that actually is, is kind of sad. What, what happened is, is he lost his wife. His, his wife had a stroke and subsequently passed. And of course, it was a devastating experience. But what it made him realize a year or so later was that he had a unique perspective that widows and widowers have in terms of their finances. And, and especially, um, and, and I don't mean this to sound sexist, but uh, for, for widows who in many cases hadn't really handled any of the money. And being a widower himself, he could immediately relate. And in a very empathetic, very true way, he, he was able to communicate to that particular niche. And his, from purely a business standpoint, it, it exploded. We had a human resources consultant who was focusing on doing a little bit of leadership and a little bit of recruiting and a little bit of organizational development. And just had the hardest time trying to get traction, trying to get going. And really what this person's passion was were the issues revolving around what's called onboarding, which is how do you retain the top employees? And he developed this expertise and this highly focused concentration on, on onboarding as a practice. And as a result now, I mean, he's, he's been able to raise his fees. He's very, very selective about who he wants to, to, to work with. And he's been, been very successful from, from, from a niche standpoint. So, so you can niche from both you know, an industry standpoint. Now, there's a, there's a lady I love, I, I love this person. What she's done is she's niched actually from a behavioral trait standpoint, which I think is a cool, cool way to do it. And she runs a business called the Introverted Entrepreneur. Her name is uh, Beth Bulow. And what she's doing there is she's niching and appealing to entrepreneurs who just, you know, maybe are, are a little on the shy side and, and they don't, you know, they, they don't really want to go out and have to sell themselves. And uh, again, just, you know, a, a very interesting twist and putting an, an interesting niche focus on, uh, on what would, you know, most people would, would say is on marketing to small business. So, so those, are, uh, those, those are three examples that come to mind. So on the one-week marketing plan, day one, niche. Day two, Mark says, is creating your free offer. Now, I've yet to implement any sort of free offer on my website in an effort to grow my email list. I know I need to. I know for me it can be overwhelming sometimes just you know thinking about where to begin or, or procrastination sets in. What's probably, Mark, our single best option when it comes to a free uh, list-building or lead-building offer? Well, the, where, where a lot of people get stymied is they think that the free offer has to effectively sell your services and that it's got to be this great opus about you know what you what you do and why you're different and that people should hire you after they read the free offer the reality is the, the free offer is just something to get people to raise their hand and express that initial interest in who you are and, and, and what you do. So the idea of, of the free offer is to really focus on some issue of curiosity, some issue of pain or problem. A lot of times when we're, we're brainstorming with clients, I'll, I'll ask them, you know, when you're sitting on a plane and people find out what you do, what's the question they ask? 
You know, what are they curious about? Uh, you know, all of us have an area of expertise. You know, you've, you've been in the, you know, the, the radio industry for, for a number of years, and you know, there's a lot of people who would, let's say, want publicity and would want to know how can they leverage the radio to promote their brand, to get themselves a little bit famous. What do radio hosts and producers look for in terms of, in terms of having guests on their show? You know, if you were appealing to you know, entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their business, that would be a marvelous hook. Now, what you want to do with the, with the free offer is... Forget about trying to sell your services. Selling your services is going to occur later on. What we're looking for here is something, maybe it's you know, two pages, three pages, four pages. Don't worry about it. Think of it as kind of you know, an article. But what you want to do is you want that person to put down that PDF, uh, either literally or figuratively, and say, you know, that was good. I learned something. That was a good investment of time. Because if we can get them to do that, then what's going to happen is they're going to read the other stuff that you send them. And it's the other stuff that you send them, if we do this right, that's what builds trust, builds credibility, and eventually turns prospects into paying clients. So to answer your question specifically, think about your, your prospect. Put yourself in your prospect's shoes and say, okay, what does this person want, need, is curious about that I can provide some insight, that I can be helpful. And that's the key word. What we really want to do in the free reports is just be helpful uh, because there is an enormous amount of skepticism out there. And if we just hit people with enormous amounts of helpful information, man, we break through that skepticism uh, barrier. One of the things I found uh, very helpful in the book were the sections on you know, methods for choosing a strong topic for your free report and, and keys uh, to picking a good title, the templates that you included, I thought were just really, really helpful for me, especially as I'm literally working through that process for my own platform. Well, good. I mean, the idea of, of the book was to really give people a step-by-step -step guide for how to implement their marketing plan. I mean, in effect, I wrote this book because it was the book I wish I'd had <laughs> when I started my business because mm. uh, Lord knows I went down so many different alleys. I had the hardest time trying to connect the dots in terms of, of a marketing plan. My wife used to say to me, probably still does, uh, it'd be great <laughs> if you got it right the first time just once. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there, there were a lot of books that, that would tell you what you should do, which was kind of cool, but they didn't tell you how to do it. And that was frustrating. So the idea of me writing when I was writing the, the one-week marketing plan was to write something that, you know, if you do this, you will have a marketing system up and running in five days. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be time-consuming. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, I budgeted it out at $300. So if you can come up with $300, you can get this thing rocking and rolling. I mentioned I get tripped up, you know, thinking about you know the free offer. Sometimes uh, day three, uh, creating a website for your free offer doesn't trip me up much at all. I don't struggle there, but I know a lot of people get stuck on this one when it comes to crafting your your website. And you say sometimes it can be as simple as creating a single page or, or a squeeze page. Mark, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages uh, to going that route? 
Well, creating a, a, a squeeze page, which is just basically a, a, a one-page website, and the idea is that it squeezes people towards taking an action, which is to request your free offer. Uh, the advantage of it is that it is it, it is very simple to do. Uh, there's a website out there, we mentioned this in the book, called leadpages.net. Mm. And leadpages.net, you can go there and create these one-page uh, websites. They'll even host them for you. It's just simply a matter. they got all these really cool templates, and you just, you know, Take out what they have there, type in your own stuff, and whammo, uh, you're, you're off, and, off and running. Um, so it, it's very simple, and it gets you, gets you up and running. The limitation is that one-page websites are not going to rank very high in the search engines. As a matter of fact, they're not going to really rank at all. So in terms of getting visibility in the natural search listings, that won't happen. In order for that to happen, you, you really need a, a website because Google has a very complex algorithm by which they determine which sites get on the first page and which don't. And one of, the, one of their criteria is what is the size of, of the site. So a one-page website won't, uh, won't show up. Also, you can't really advertise on Google. But if you're, uh, if you're going to use other means and if you're looking just to get up and running and promote an offer, uh, using a, a program like, uh, like leadpages.net uh, works out uh, works out great. And I, and I don't have any relationship with lead pages. I just you know I, I use them. I think they're cool, and you know it's, it's worked well for me. Worked well for my clients, and maybe it will work well for your for your listeners too. Well, on that that page, we're going to need to craft a compelling opt-in form. What are some key things to remember, Mark, when 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 writing those 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 catchy bullet points? Well, the catchy bullet points is it's all about it's all about benefits, and you know we've all heard about features and benefits, and you know for for years I used to kind of understand what a benefit was, but I didn't really understand what a benefit was until somebody explained it to me really simply, and then I got it, which is why do I care about this? So the the, the bullet points that motivate somebody are all benefits about this is why you should care about this. And so if you just start kind of doing a data dump of free, uh, free thought explosion of, of bullet points, it, uh, you'll, you'll come up with a bunch of them. The one thing to think about is how much information you want to collect. Now, obviously, just the email address is going to be the basic. And by just asking for the email address, you will get the highest percentage of people opting in. The more information you ask for, the greater the quality of the person opting in, but the fewer people in terms of, of numbers. So sometimes what you can do with your opt-in form, and we, we've done this a lot, and it's, it's worked pretty well, is on the initial opt-in, you just ask for email, or maybe first name and email. And then after they've done that and hit submit, so now we have that information, then they're directed to a page saying, I have some additional information I'd like to send you send to you by mail. Uh, quite frankly, this is only for the top 5% of our visitors who are most serious in a, uh, solving this particular problem. If that's you, please complete the following form. And that's when you ask for the rest of the information. And 
that actually works quite well because this way we are at least capturing everybody with the first opt-in form, but then we're also getting additional information so we could follow up via mail. Uh, if one wanted to follow up with uh, with a phone call, one, one could. Uh, and you also are able to segment out that percentage of people who really are the most seriously interested in solving whatever problem you solve. And then you can send them uh, particularly uh, you know, specifically crafted messages that, uh, that appeal to them. So that's, that, that's, a, that's an easy way to approach it. Well, in day four, we're three days down, two to go. Day four, we get into what's called drip marketing messages. I wondered if you could explain what that means, Mark, for the uninitiated, why they're important, and, and how we're, how we're going to use them. How do we implement them? Well, drip marketing is simply the process of what are we going to send people after they have opted in to get the free report. There's lots of different things that you can you can do. You can send them additional information. What I like to do is once people have opted in, I'll send them either videos or I will send them text messages uh, about additional great ideas that will help them solve whatever problem. And I'll send them pretty much once a day for the next five days. Now, after that period of time, then I'll tend to back off and not you know, be sending them messages every single day. But in the beginning, I know they've got a hot problem. I know that they've raised their hand, so I know this is a, an issue that they want to solve. Mm. So I want to send them messages on a fairly regular basis. Now, what you can do in these messages is you provide, again, you know, a great tip, a great idea, something that's going to be helpful to them. And then you give them the call to action, which is to request a free consultation with you. And they can either request that free consultation by just simply returning the email. That's the simplest way to do it. Or they can go to a specific page, and on that page, it then it outlines the benefits that this person is going to get if they request a free consultation with you. So, for example, here in my company, General Rain Marketing, we mostly build out marketing funnels for our clients. So one of the things that we offer is we offer a free consultation on how to create a marketing funnel. And people go to Gentle Rain Consult, and they sign up for that. And that page promotes the benefits of, of the consultation. Now, in some niches, all you have to do is say, hey, I'm offering a, a free consultation simply reply to this email to, uh, to coordinate it. In other niches that are more competitive, you want to send people to a page which provides the specific benefits. But these ongoing messages, that's what builds trust. That's what builds credibility. That's where you communicate your uniqueness and the benefits of actually partnering with you to be your advisor or your coach or your provider of some sort of goods or, or services. When it comes to building traffic to our site, we get into day five now and, and getting traffic to the website. I think a lot of content providers don't consider seriously advertising. I know when I talk to many of my podcast students who are maybe frustrated that, that they aren't seeing more people come to their podcast, if I uh, dig a little bit deeper, I often find, Mark, that they're relying strictly on organic traffic. They haven't really considered advertising in part because they think it's really, really expensive. What are some of the tips you suggest in leveraging 
online advertising to bring people to your website? Well, I, I love online advertising. Uh, I mean, getting ranked in the natural search listings, as we talked about earlier, it's just extremely difficult. And the nice thing about advertising is you can pinpoint precisely the type of person that you want. And the model with online advertising is that your ad only gets, you only get charged for your ad when people click on it. So the more that you craft your ad to appeal to a specific group, the more, the, the, the greater the percentage of the people who actually click on it are going to actually be the types of people you, you want. So Google was the pioneer of this, and today still remains the you know, 3,000 pound elephant in, in the room. And, and, and they're good. But personally, I would recommend people consider Facebook because Facebook surprisingly has enormous reach. We just did an ad for a financial advisor on Facebook, and we targeted only those people who liked the Financial Times newspaper. That's that orange newspaper that appeals to you know, you know, the high-level financial types, <laughs> and I can't believe it. But we got absolutely slammed, absolutely slammed. And I was kind of going into this going, I don't know how many people on Facebook are actually Financial Times readers. And it turns out they're huge. And the wonderful thing about Facebook is that you can micro-target. And you're paying like you know, 30 cents a click. So if you've got a great offer that you're driving people to who opt in, and then you've got this great sequence which builds trust, builds credibility, and offers you know, a consultation or a coupon or some sort of incentive to engage with you, Wow, this is just super powerful stuff. And you can start to really see incremental growth in your business very, very quickly. Well, part two of Mark's book covers things he calls strategic marketing boosts, things like social media, blogging, uh, video marketing, publicity, direct mail, uh, something I've recently ventured into, uh, joint ventures like webinars and, and teleseminars, for example. I've been helping some other folks do the same, but, but I like how you put an emphasis, as you hinted before, Mark, on the importance of building the relationship first, especially when it comes to developing joint ventures and, and not trying to skip that step. That, that is so important. And it flies in the face of our natural impulses, unfortunately, because our, left to our own devices, you know, we, we go up to strangers and say, hi, you don't know me, I don't know you, but want to buy my stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we say it more elegantly than that. But the reality is, is that's kind of what we're doing. Whereas if we take a step back and we focus on building the relationship and we focus not selling, then what happens is we can break down those barriers. And if the, if the information that we're providing has great value, if the content we're giving them is really good, I mean, we wind up with, with fans. And yeah, we may stretch out the sales cycle slightly, and the emphasis is just slightly, but what happens is you get a much higher percentage of people who were prospects who convert into paying clients, and the other thing is you get these raving fans, <laughs> people that just love you, and what happens when people love you is they refer you. And when you combine, you know, advertising with this, you know, nice marketing plan online and then fans, I mean, 
you know, you can grow your business to whatever size you want, but even if you don't want to have a huge business, what you can have is you can have a selective business. And anyone who has ever worked for a jerk knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, because most, most of us, and I was in this, I was in this situation for years, you know, I mean, my, my criteria for clients was, could you pay me? And, you know, you wind up with all these, you wind up with all these jerks and, but you know, you're, you're stuck with them because you don't have any other clients. But when you got this marketing plan, when you got this marketing system, I think one of the coolest things about it is you can be selective. And if someone is a jerk to you during the, you know, get to know you stage, you know, they're probably going to be a jerk if they're a client and you can, you know, nicely, of course, but you can nicely, you know, shine them on. And really only work with people that, you know, you, you know, you really enjoy, who are really cool people. I mean, I, I look at my clients today and you know, it's not to say that they don't frustrate me at times because, of course, you know, all clients do that. But, but I love them. They're, you know, in all sorts of really cool businesses doing cool stuff. And you know, I, I find it exciting and I find it you know, enormously rewarding that I'm able to, to assist them in, in achieving their entrepreneurial dream. But they're all really cool people. And I don't have to work with jerks. And that, I think, is the ultimate benefit. Of, of having a marketing plan you get to pick and choose who, who you want to work with and that that can be huge reminds me a bit of michael port who preaches some of that in, in book yourself solid and working with just those you really really want to work with well mark uh, before we move on to some questions not related to the book uh, i want to just make sure we've covered all that we need to is there anything else about the book you'd like to share with us before we move on uh, no, the book comes out last week in August. Uh, it's going to be uh, available where, wherever books are sold. And um, one of the things that we're, we're doing in the book is that in the book uh, there, there is a URL uh, where you can register the book and you can receive a free uh, video companion series, which I, I think people are just going to absolutely love. So that's just, you know, just an additional bil- uh, bonus for, for people who, uh, uh, who, uh, who buy the book. Awesome. Well, uh, Mark, public speaking uh, is a topic that's come up quite a bit on the show uh, in the past. Many of our guests do a fair amount of public speaking, and and the idea has been shared often uh, that your success hinges in large part on your ability to effectively share your own ideas in public. Uh, I was curious to know what's your approach uh, to public speaking, and and what's your goal when you prepare a public talk? Well, I have increasingly done less and less public speaking because what we have found is that there's a lot of other venues out there, whether they be you know, podcasts or webinars that enable us to get in front of, of people without having to travel. Yeah. Now, having said that, there is nothing as powerful as people seeing you on, on a stage in terms of immediately building trust, trust and credibility. Yeah. I think the best piece of advice and, and the thing that I always tell people to do is to Google Steve Jobs Stanford <laughs> commencement address. Mm-hmm. And you know, that I think is probably the best not only the best commencement address I've ever seen, but it's one of the best speeches. And the way the way Mr. Jobs started it off, he said, I want to tell you three stories today. No big deal, just three stories. And then he went and he told three stories. So whenever you are presenting before an audience, the more that 
you can think about, okay, what are the two or three points I want to make? And then what are some stories that I can share that are going to illustrate those points? Because people will never remember the points, but they will remember the stories. And if you can do that, then you're going to have a very compelling presentation. And that, and, and that advice is true whether you're doing a webinar or a you know, podcast or, or any kind of personal presentation. You know, and that, uh, that presentation from Jobs is the only presentation on TED.com that isn't actually a TED Talk. It's that good. Well, I was wondering if you could name for us a couple of books you've read recently, Mark, or maybe are currently reading that have had an impact on you and maybe share how or why they impacted you as they did. Well, I'm a big Seth Godin fan. Mm. So anything that Seth Godin puts out, I, I read. Probably my favorite book of his is, is actually probably one of his lesser known books, a book called Tribes. And this was all about how do we build a community of followers? Uh, how do we build the, a, a network of people who know, like, and trust us, who believe in us, who share our message? And you know, this ties in very closely to what we've been talking about in terms of getting people to request our free reports and become part of our uh, on, online community. So I, I think for anyone that... Uh, hasn't read Seth Godin's Tribes, I would, uh, I, I, I would certainly recommend that. I'm also reading an interesting book right now by um, a fellow by the name of Gino Whitman called Traction. And uh, this is really all about how to uh, not only get traction with prospects and customers, but also from a, from a larger perspective, how to take your business from one level to, to another. So, you know, we see businesses that, you know, grow relatively quickly to, to the million dollar mark. And, you know, then they kind of plateau and, and they have a hard time getting to that $5 million. And once they get to that $5 million, they have a, a difficulty getting to, to the 10 million. And, uh, uh, Gina Whitman's got some really interesting ideas on you know, how to gain traction, you know, delegation, what to what to keep in your own pocket, what to delegate to others, and uh, and I'm finding it a real real beneficial read. So those those are two books that uh, that come to mind. Well, finally, I want to ask Mark. Uh, I know the book's coming out at the end of August. What's after that for you? What projects, if any, are you working on that uh, you want to let others know about? Well, I mean, for for us, it continues to be helping our clients achieve their their entrepreneurial goals by assisting them in implementing their their marketing programs. So, uh, our company, Generally Marketing, which actually is now its twenty second year, we are specifically designed for business owners and uh, consultants, entrepreneurs, advisors who would like some assistance, whether it be in creating a free report or developing a website or writing drip marketing or doing blogging or social media or, 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 or what have you. And we, and we have a business model where we, we do these services for our clients and we will provide as much or as little service as, as, our, 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 as our clients need. So I, I would love to have readers or listeners to, uh, to this program join our community and they can do that by going to gentlerainmarketing.com. 
and uh, we've got some uh, some you know really great free reports. And matter of fact, we're even offering a uh, complimentary copy of an earlier book I wrote called Unique Sales Stories: How to Use Stories to uh, uh, Motivate, Inspire, and Attract More or New Clients. So uh, that's all available at GentleRainMarketing.com. Well, I can honestly say the book has come along at a perfect time for me personally. The one-week marketing plan, the set-it-and-forget-it approach for quickly growing your business. And I have to say, too, Mark, that, that as I've read about halfway through it now, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, I have bulleted, highlighted, or underlined something on virtually every page I've read so far. That's how much valuable information I'm finding in the book. So thank you for writing it. Thank you for taking time to be on the Read to Lead podcast today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for, for having me, and uh, I, uh, I greatly appreciate your kind words. I'm not kidding when I say I got a ton out of this book. I highly recommend it because it not only tells you what to do, but shows you how to do it. And here's the cool thing. Even though the book isn't even out yet, you can pre-order it right now through Amazon. I've put a link in the show notes page where you can do that right now. Read to lead podcast.com slash zero four nine. That's also where you'll find out everything you'd want to know about Mark and the plethora of resources and links we talked about today. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash zero four nine for episode 49. Remember our sponsor, Podcaster Academy. Go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy for more on that. Use the discount code LISA to save $100 at checkout. And if you could do one thing for me, I would greatly appreciate it if you'd rate and review the podcast. It helps the podcast to get noticed and makes it easy to find. If you give it a five-star rating and leave a review, I'll be sure and mention your name, maybe even your website too. In an upcoming episode, it's a small way to say thanks. To rate and review the podcast, just visit readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. Well, that's going to do it for this week. I hope to see you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com and chat with other members at facebook.com slash readtoleadnation. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Before the fall of Rome, and I begged you to let me take you home. You were wrong, I was right. You said goodbye, I said good night. It's all been done. It's all been done. It's all been done.